You are listening to the Corona Diaries, brought to you by Allegra. For more information, please visit allegralaboratory.net. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's Friday again, and this is Priyanka, and I'm reporting from my saw to the Corona Diaries for Allegra. Strangely, weeks seem to be passing by very quickly, but days are really slow. It's 29th day of the lockdown here, and it's terribly unbearable. My family today exclaimed that uh, perhaps this isolation will bring about madness. And really, uh, I don't really think this is an exaggeration. I've gone out exactly uh, about once in the last 29 days, and I find myself increasingly thinking these days in terms of abundance and paucity. Well, I do not really speak of it uh, in material terms, but when I say paucity and abundance, I think what I'm trying to get at is at what makes life, uh, and I cringe to say this because it's in the realm of the spiritual or the philosophical, if you may. Uh, so when I speak about paucity or abundance, I'm really thinking about what makes life worthy Connection, uh, contact, social lives, public intimacy, and to really just find ourselves among others. And not necessarily to know each other intimately, but encounters with others. I think we often take the public for granted, and it's not just in time of life, uh, but also in death. Uh, our traditions of collective grieving over a lost one has been stalled in these times, as was the case with one of our family friends. And I think this physical isolation should be a reminder of the nourishment uh, that the public provides and aim at having more open, free, accessible to all and more inclusive public spaces. And instead of perhaps going the other way, we could also go the other way uh, of just closing in and completely shutting uh, our public spaces after the COVID. I think a positive reimagination of city is in store and in order. For Mysore, I think it could be keeping its public parks and its lakes open through the day and perhaps a more authentic experience of a public could be imagined which must look into uh, into addressing the more implicit exclusions currently. The lockdown has been extended once before. Now, and any further extension would be harder than ever before. Mentally, for the classes who have an income and some means of survival, and for the many who already face loss of livelihood, uh, further prolonged hunger and distress along with the mental agony and uh, absolute uncertainty. If you remember one of my previous diaries, it's spoken about this young boy who would uh, come to our street in the neighborhood uh, selling vegetables. And he was not somebody who would sell vegetables usually, but he used to work in a hotel. And uh, because he's lost his job, he had to 
he would go in the morning at three and buy vegetables and go around selling vegetables because that was the only way he could make a living. So what's happened right now in Mysore is that a lot more people who are self-employed, uh, if you think about India, more than half the population of India are self-employed. Well, a lot of uh, self-employed people, these masons, bar benders, construction workers, increasingly relying on uh, trying to sell vegetables to make a living as a source of uh, livelihood. Uh, different, uh, the only adaptive strategies currently uh, in terms of accessing uh, a decent income. On a personal front, I've had a, a dental emergency, which I have now come to know that's not considered an emergency in the time of the pandemic and really have no access to dental care. The government has requested people not to visit hospitals and if the treatment can wait, and dental treatments are now considered non-essential health services. My dentist over the phone told me that they've been advised, now luckily for me I could reach her, and she told me over the phone that uh, they have been advised against using this particular instrument, which is required for my case, but would generate aerosols and therefore increasing the risk of transmission of the virus, if at all, uh, either the doctor or the patient may have it, uh, then there's an increased risk of transmission and advised me to use a sandpaper instead if it was really bad. Well, unimaginable in ordinary times. I would have never imagined uh, using a sandpaper on my tooth. Well, uh, we've lived in Mysore for over 20 years, which meant a call to a carpenter. A carpenter. Usually, uh, the dentists use sandpaper from the dental stores, but for me, at uh, this current point of time, I had to call a carpenter to secure access to sandpaper. And as I speak to you, I have a lot of chewing gum in my mouth, so I don't cut my tongue on the sharp edge of the tooth which has chipped. I have a cursory browsing session on how to do it myself, how to use the, how to use the sandpaper on myself. And I've opened up several videos on YouTube. And ta-da, there were like so many do-it-yourself uh, dentistry videos. Now, it turns out that a lot of people have been resorting to some sort of do-it-yourself dentistry. Now, this is either because uh, the insurance doesn't cover dental bills uh, and also because dental bills are really expensive. And this is in normal times. It seems absolutely crazy to me. Like, our systems are really broken and, and perhaps Really, uh, the pandemic is the time to reimagine how we organize ourselves economically, uh, access to universal uh, health care, really, or we wouldn't have learned anything. In uh, another news, precarity has reached new level on the job markets. Now, as several industries reel over the crisis and India has reported several lakh job losses, or uh, have, pro have projected several uh, job losses. And as my contract is to draw to a close in the coming months, I've been looking out and one of the prospective employers apologizing profusely asked me if I'd be okay with a monthly renewable uh, contract. Now, 
I haven't been very happy with the academic labor market itself and really uh, I've worked in contracts varying from three months onwards but one month contract is absolutely new to me. This is the case for one of the NG. This was the case for one of the NGOs I was contacting with. But uh, to think about it, a lot of NGOs uh, now are in trouble. A lot of them might have decreased funding, uh, considering that several of them receive funding to Corporate Social Responsibility Act in India, which uh, means that uh, India had made it mandatory for uh, the companies and the businesses to invest their profits uh, in areas um, such as education and so on uh, and it made it mandatory for them to invest their profits uh, in these areas and a lot of it would go to the NGOs uh, and because the companies are in trouble themselves uh, the returns and the profits uh, going to NGOs uh, can and may be bleak and uh, they are in trouble currently for sure or they foresee trouble for sure. Well, that's it from myself. Thanks for listening in.